Welcome to the Education Technology Podcast, brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, and joining me today is Gabrielle McCormick, Founder, Education Officer, and Chief Technology Officer for Scholarship Informer. Gabrielle, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me on, Daniel. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on and for agreeing to be part of this episode. I'm really excited to talk to you about college affordability and specifically how Scholarship Informer is helping connect students and families to more scholarship options. Because I know when I was applying for scholarships, that would have been a huge help. Um, it's, it's just it can be kind of overwhelming at times. It's very overwhelming, stressful, and frustrating have been the words that parents and students use all the time. So I can completely agree because I was there too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we've all had to feel the struggle for sure. Um, so tell me a little more about Scholarship Informer, um, how you founded it, and just what your mission statement for the company is. So just to go over our mission statement first, it's to make college affordable for anyone and everyone that wishes to attend, whether that's the student that's in high school, maybe it's someone that wants to go back to school, a current college student. For me, it was about making sure that they had resources and access to scholarship winners. And so that's where really I founded the company and where everything always goes back to that. How can we use technology? How can we use content and information to really close that gap between how much students can afford to pay versus how much in student loans are actually taking out because it's outrageous when we really get down to the numbers. Yeah, it it can definitely be a strain on anyone's savings, on anyone's checking account. You know, personally for me, I was lucky enough to have some scholarships that helped fund that for me. Um, Not completely, but enough to where it's not a terrible strain. Um, How about for you? What was your college experience like and what sort of led you to want to create scholarship informer. So I was banking on an athletic scholarship, actually. I had been preparing to go to school and play basketball since the third grade. I was on multiple select basketball teams. Literally, I was playing basketball just about year round. And so because of that, you know, I thought that by the time senior year comes, Schools are going to be chasing me down, asking me, begging me to come to their school and they're going to pay for it. But my mom always talked about, you got to have a plan B. What else are you going to do? And so my academics were pretty strong. And so I thought, well, maybe I'll be able to get partially academic, partially athletic. But senior year came and the basketball gods, I guess you could say, sent me something, which was a torn Achilles. And so school stopped Ugh. calling. I know that's how I felt, too. School stopped calling me. They would call to do their weekly check-in because I was getting recruited as a top athlete in the DFW area or Dallas-Fort Worth area. I was in the top 10 in a lot of stats. And so I was getting recruited from multiple schools. My parents had invested money to have, you know, a, a highlight reel sent out to different schools so that they could start looking at me. And so when they started calling and when I told them, you know, a few weeks later, I've torn my Achilles, I'll be having surgery, but I'll be ready to go by the time the season starts. They would say, that's unfortunate, but, you know, I hope your surgery goes well and I would never hear from them again. And so we had to write. And so we had to have a conversation. I had my parents are divorced. And so because of that, I had two very different conversations with each one of them. And essentially they said, you know, what are you going to do? We don't have enough saved up for you to be able to go to college. And so you're either going to have to take out student loans. You're going to have to work or you're going to have to try to find some other way to pay for it. And I knew, okay, I've got to do something. And so I got in the trenches to figure out how in the world can I pay for college? And that's when I started to go after scholarships. And even though I started late, I was able to win well over $150,000 in scholarships to pay for my bachelor's, my MBA, and now I have scholarships paying for my doctorate. 
Wow. I mean, that's that's quite the story of of resilience and just making it happen. It's tough out here trying to find those scholarships. And I think a lot of people would agree that being able to score 150,000, that's awesome. You know, that's super props to you for making that happen. <laughs> how, you know, how, how did you make that happen? Um, what was your strategy for finding those scholarships that would pay big? So I actually went to a used bookstore. I went to Half Price Books because I knew maybe they'll have something. And so when I went in there, I started looking around and I found a book, but the book was actually 14 years old and I didn't even realize it when I purchased it. And so I started looking through it and some of the tactics I thought, oh, well, maybe I can try this. So a lot of it was just simply trial and error. It was documenting everything I was doing because I had a cousin that's six years younger than me and his mom said, we need to know, we need to have a map. We need to have a plan in place so that when it's his turn to graduate, he can follow something because you've been pretty successful in high school and we wanted him to have the same results. And so literally, I still have the essays that I wrote as a high school senior talking about my dreams, my goals, how I would use the scholarship money and really the direction my major, even though my major changed, you know, I, my parents didn't expect me to start teaching people how to win scholarships and you can't major in that in college. Um, but it was something that I really just tried to have a plan in place, but it was a lot of experimenting to figure out, am I just being lucky or is there actually a system behind this? A lot of it just came from being authentic. I've always enjoyed teaching other people things. And they would always ask me because I would be the youngest person in a lot of business conferences or just in certain internships, et cetera. And they would say, well, how did you get here? Tell me about your story. And I would tell them. And then it led to them saying, well, can you teach my daughter? Can you teach my niece, my nephew? Can you talk to my so-and-so? And from that, that's when I figured out in order for me to scale this and to be able to teach as many people as possible, I've got to figure really how do I bring this down into the pieces that worked for me and for the core information. And so that's how Scholarship Informer was was born, really. It was me trying to help as many people as possible because to some degree, you know, although it may sound a little cliche, time is money. And I couldn't allow myself to just fit into some box and, and really, I guess you could say, influence people's time to where they weren't able to get the information they needed to be able to pay for college right then and there. And so that's, that's how it was born. Once you had all those opportunities come through for you and you found that system, you started helping other people access those scholarships. What was your way of taking all that information and compiling it into Scholarship Informer? How did you take all that knowledge and then make a plan or a, a guide, a map for people to then follow? So one thing I did was I just did a big brain dump. As simple as it may sound, I knew I had to get all of the different ideas, all of the different strategies on paper. So I had sticky notes everywhere. I typed up tons of notes just thinking about when I was in this particular position as a high school senior, what did I do? Once I got to college, what did I do? Once I got to graduate school, what did I do? And so I just documented my journey from start to finish. And I noticed that there was some overlap, that I really did the same thing I did in high school now at the doctoral level. And so because of that, it allowed me to break up our content into the best modules so that students could come to our page and use the information to get results. And we're getting some phenomenal results just from people using our free information. <laughs> That's so exciting. So tell me a bit about... If I was a student and I was looking to apply for some scholarships, um, let's say applying for some college out of state, you know, what would be my path on your website? You know, what kind of information should I be accessing? What should I be looking for? 
So we have something that we call our scholarship fast track, which focuses on the core scholarship education that everyone needs to have, regardless of where they are in the process. And so it really, one of the, the key components of it is that you've got to start with you. It's about you understanding every little thing that makes you different, everything that makes you unique, your hobbies, your interests, your majors. If you are going to school out of state, why are you going to school out of state? I mean, there are scholarships out there sponsored by moving companies that want you to talk about specifically why are you going to school outside of your local home state and so that's where that's where we get to the fundamentals of the scholarship process in order to make this enjoyable because as we mentioned earlier it's overwhelming it's very frustrating and it's very stressful you've got to make it fun and the way that it becomes fun and easier is when we are talking about ourselves absolutely i mean for me um, throughout my whole life i've found that the best opportunities come out of being authentic come out of, you know, talking about stuff that means something. Because I I really think people that are sending out those scholarships and are reviewing them, when they see an essay that someone wrote that comes from the heart, comes from somewhere honest, they it stands, it stands out even more than someone who may have a ton of credentials. If you are speaking from a place of honesty, it's, it's going to resonate with people. Exactly. We just had a student that, again, used our free content to start working on their science project. And so they used the information to submit for their science project, and they actually got a trip. They're going to be going to Ireland to present their research. On top of, they decided to do a keynote or apply for a keynote by just telling their story, by being authentic. And they were selected to represent the continent of North America because this particular organization is only selecting one person per continent. But here's the kicker. They're a seventh grader. They're just 13 years old. And so he was authentic. He shot it in his bedroom on his iPad and just told his story about what science meant to him in the greater scope, as opposed to just focusing on those details that sometimes, you know, people can be overwhelmed when you're thinking about science. I'm not, I'm definitely not a scientist. Um, and so he wanted to focus on the story and the impact that science could make globally. And so those are the kind of results that you can get by just being authentic. Yeah, I I mean that's that's pretty crazy a 7th grader representing all of North America. I mean, a hey, uh, props to him. <laughs> uh, that's that's nuts. So, I think a big part of what's making scholarship informer successful and special is that you're focusing a lot on the technology side of it and making sure that you're creating guides and information that is technologically relevant and up to date. So how have you tried to integrate digital innovation to making college affordable? So I'm very obsessed with looking at what are other markets doing that are unrelated to education in general? What are they doing and what can we take from that and apply it to what we're trying to build here? And one method really when I was sitting down after I looked at all of the content we had to figure out what's the best way to relay this information, I actually built Scholarship Informers somewhat based on the Weight Watchers model. And I thought about when we're looking at Weight Watchers and weight loss, in order to get those types of results, what are people people doing. It focuses on accountability. I mean, they have weekly meetings for a reason. It focuses on content and information. They give you recipes so that you actually lose the weight. And then they actually have that support system built into it. And so I figured if we can apply that, if Weight Watchers can get those types of results on that type of scale, if we apply the same innovative strategy to education, 
what types of results and ripple effects can we create in making college affordable? That's super interesting that you went with Weight Watchers as your as your sort of base level. Um, you know, I, I don't use Weight Watchers. Um, I have pretty high metabolism. I actually need to put on some weight, honestly. Um, but but the whole idea of having customizable options. I think when I think of Weight Watchers, I think you get to sort of customize your plan. Right. Is Did you also go with customizability when creating Scholarship Informer? Exactly, because part of our membership allows people to ask specific questions related to who they are. We have the same strategy because if we're looking at Weight Watchers, they're giving you the same tips. However, you put in different information that influences maybe what you should eat versus here if you're trying to gain weight versus if you're trying to lose weight. You know, depending on the holiday season, what you need to do. We take that same philosophy and apply it to education in terms of if you're going on a family trip, it's depending on where you're going. Let's say you're going to Disney World, then that's story may be a little bit different for a student that's traveling abroad. So we talk about while you're there, you need to do X, Y, and Z. While you're here, do this, this, and that. And so because of those differences, we really give students and their families the tools to get that one-on-one -on -one access and resources that are unique to them in their situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so this is something I kind of wanted to ask you about. It's specifically about how applying for scholarships is changing. Um, I'm a college senior, so I'll be graduating in less than a week, actually, which is pretty exciting. Um, Congratulations! Thank you, thank you. It's it's very exciting. <laughs> um, but you know, when I was applying for scholarships, um, it was still, I think, very typical. It was send in an essay, um, and then for the follow up, it was an in person interview. That was for my biggest scholarship. Mm -hmm. So have you seen stuff like that change and push more into the digital spectrum? So you're seeing people maybe being asked to send in a video, a creative kind of anything, anything more digitally oriented? Um, we're seeing a complete shift in the way that scholarship applications are being submitted, as well as what questions are actually being asked. Um, I think the biggest thing to, to take note of and for students to begin preparing for is we are going to see more of them, our committees, wanting to make sure that who you are on paper is really who you are in person. So you're going to see more of that video type interview. We're seeing a lot more things on social media. We're seeing a lot more of organizations wanting students to come up with marketing plans or articles or blog posts. Because the thing is, anytime you submit that that material, it becomes the property of the organization. And so because of that, some of these organizations are actually getting their next big idea from what students are submitting. You know, I saw a very interesting scholarship and it was for a whale watching company like Shamu type whale. And they wanted you to create a marketing plan to get more people to take these boat tours. And so just imagine, even if you didn't win, it didn't mean that they weren't going to implement something that you had in your application. So we're seeing a lot more of creativity and students being able to express themselves in applications because scholarships are the new marketing material for companies. That's interesting. Um, almost approaching it in a way where you're not just sending in an application, hoping that this um, organization is going to benefit you, but almost making your application serving to the organization too, like trying to give back to them and make your application valuable yes. to the people that you're basically asking money from. 
Exactly. You know, one of the things that we promote and really push in any of our scholarship applications, whether they're video, digital, et cetera, is that you've got to talk about what is the impact? The money is not going to stop with you. What difference is it really going to make within your field or within your career that impacts more people? Definitely, definitely. So another thing I wanted to ask you about, you mentioned social media have you seen social media be a big part of scholarship applications and um, you know people that are giving out scholarships? Are they looking more at students' social media? They are always going to check social media just to see what type of student you are. You know, I sit on an actual full scholarship committee, and one thing that we've done before is pull up that profile and see, you know, who is this person on Facebook? Who are they on Instagram? Who are they on Twitter? Because that's important. You can learn a lot by people's behaviors online. But when we're talking about actual applications, we are seeing a lot more that are requiring a student to receive votes from the public, whether that's their own social media following their parents, etc. And so because of that, you know, it can be a little bit difficult for those students that are anti-social media or for students that aren't really on it in terms of they don't have as many numbers as some other students. And so that is something where we're trying to predict and help students be able to still be competitive. Maybe it's not on social, but it's somewhere else. But to know that anything that you are doing, it does make a difference, regardless of if you win the scholarship or not. So you mentioned implementing scholarship into your daily life, into, you know, whether or not you get the scholarship, still trying to give back, still trying to be um, beneficial or still trying to show your value. Is there a way that uh, Scholarship Informer has been trying to promote that earlier on? So one of the things that a lot of people don't realize is that you can win scholarships as early as kindergarten. <laughs> There's one sponsored by Google and it's called the Doodle for Google. It is a $30,000 scholarship. And so we try to make sure that students and families that come to us know that it's about the habits that you develop. And you can start working on scholarships with your student as early as elementary school without them feeling like they're working on scholarships, such as community service, or maybe just even submitting their science project or book reports for certain applications that have a K through four, K through five category. And so because of that, if you get into the habit of even just doing 15 minutes a day of scholarship work, by the time a student gets to high school, they're going to be at a better position or in a better position than someone that's just getting started junior or even senior year. The time to start working on scholarships is now. And it starts with just getting that solid scholarship education down, which you can find at scholarshipinformer.com. That's a really interesting viewpoint. You know, for me, I know I barely thought about scholarships until, like you said, junior or senior year of high school. And then at that point, it really does feel like a chore as much as as much as you are appreciative of hopefully getting that money, you know, sitting down and writing that meaningful essay. A lot of times you really have to put yourself in that mindset, get into it. So what are some ways that Scholarship Informer tries to make the process a little more integrated into your daily life so by the time you are applying, it just comes naturally? So one thing that we have is it's our scholarship organizer and planner. And essentially within that, because as you said, it becomes a chore because you're trying to worry about your SAT and ACT scores. You're trying to tackle your classes, whether they're dual credit or AP, IB, et cetera, and you're trying to go on your college visit. So there's a lot to juggle and we're not even going to get into the joys of being a senior and enjoying the last of everything. And so because of that, <laughs> because of that in our planner, 
we really focus on students being able to be detailed about what is it that you did today? When you reflect on the day back or, or on this day, what are some of the things that you learned? What are you taking away from, from the experience? Because I find that it's a lot easier for us to write something right after we experience it, as opposed to a few weeks later. And so we're very, uh, we really push and encourage students to document while you are living and creating the moment. It's not about doing this months from now. It's not about doing this weeks from now. It's about doing it right now so that you're building those materials that you need. So on those days when you maybe aren't as inspired, you've already got something written or something that can can be tweaked just a little bit to where you can still get those applications out. I mean, basically, it sounds like the key to success is being proactive. Very small hinges swing big doors. And if they can master or families can ma master that, then we know that it can definitely open up a lot of opportunities for them at the next level. Definitely. So, you know, kind of extrapolating a little more, looking big picture, uh, where do you see Scholarship Informer going in the future? Um, what are some exciting plans that you have to continue to make college more affordable for students? So one thing that we're really focused on right now is making sure that people are not getting started once they get to high school. We're looking at innovative and creative ways and technology that we can create that really allow families to start as soon as they find out that maybe they're even pregnant, that we can start implementing things and ideas for parents to start working on that material for their student so that by the time that they do get a little bit more serious or take the process more serious, that they've got this huge body of work that they can go to. Because as we we both know things happen, a lot of things happen, especially when we're small children, that sometimes really influence or allude to who we are going to become as an adult. You know, I don't know about you, but I had like a, a little restaurant, I would teach people. And so it's amazing how to this day, I, I still have that entrepreneurial bug um, compiled with teaching people. And but I knew that as a four-year-old. And so because of that, we want to capture those stories and those moments that sometimes we can't tell ourselves because we're too young, but that those around us can tell to help to help students in the process of getting those materials um, to be as authentic as possible. Yeah, that's super important. I mean, for me, it was, I would go out on the front lawn and film Lego stop motion videos. I mean, they were wow. they they were pretty horrible, but but I I understand that because now, you know, I'm graduating with a journalism degree. Mm -hmm. I am looking at ways to tell stories creatively, and that all started at a young age. So, having something like Scholarship Informer around that helps parents see that kind of behavior and see trends and almost plan ahead so that kids can get money out of what they love is right. is very important very important very cool stuff no no i if if my parents if Scholarship Informer would have been around when I was young, I think that my parents would have put me in an even better position. They did instill certain qualities and characteristics in me, such as working hard, you know, determination and persistence, etc. But if they would have known what to do at an early age, I think I would have won even more money than I did win. And I think it's just because the market really doesn't have anything like this. And so when I look back on what's beneficial for me or what has been and what I believe is beneficial for some of the, the parents that we get questions from all the time, you know, it just lets me know that we've got to start attacking this at an earlier age. And I just think not a lot of other services that are focused on scholarships are doing the same thing. We've got to make sure that we're preparing people as early as possible. 
Right. Well, you know, it's it's really great that you are promoting that kind of proactive vibe. I think for everything in life, it's it's important for people to have a sense of responsibility and proactivity for for all those kinds of things. So pulling it back more to you, last comment, I guess I want to know, since you've been through graduate, master's, now doctorate, and you've applied and then also helping other people apply, what would you say is your biggest piece of advice for students or families looking to make college more affordable? So I like to go back on a quote that I use all the time where they say, you know, the, the first best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The second best time is now. And you've got to start today. It's not about waiting. It's not about thinking, well, there aren't a lot of opportunities. It's really about being as creative as possible. And if you don't see an opportunity, it's about understanding and getting the help for someone to recognize what is before you, because it is hard to see the picture when we're in the frame. And so we've got to make sure that we're adjusting our perspectives. And so if I was talking to me back in middle school or high school, I would have said, you've got to get started now. Even if you don't win, it's about you building your confidence to know that if you're not winning, it still is competitive and you're still, it's okay to be figuring things out. You're not going to have all of the answers when you first get started. I made so many mistakes, but if I would have just gotten started on the things that mattered the most, at that time, I would have been a lot further ahead. And so for anyone that's out there listening to this podcast, it's one of those things where you've got to start today. It's not about waiting because sometimes tomorrow doesn't come or tomorrow comes weeks from now when you've wasted a lot of opportunity. So start today would be my biggest piece of advice. Well, Gabrielle, I'm going to start implementing that today. <laughs> I could probably use a little more proactivity in my life. Yeah. But yeah, you know, Gabrielle, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your journey and the way that you're helping make college more affordable. And I'm excited to see where Scholarship Informer goes in the future. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you everyone for listening to today's podcast. And if you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can go to marketscale.com industries and subscribe to the latest articles, videos, and podcasts from your favorite industries. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin. Till next time.